Hey, it's Adam from Splendid Sports. In this one, I'm going to show some Mickey Mantle cards that I received recently from a YouTube channel that I absolutely love, who also has an eBay store. So I bought these cards off the eBay store of Double D Vintage Baseball Cards. It's a YouTube channel that I just discovered a few months back, and it's a relatively new channel that came out this year, and it is must-watch for me. I, I discovered it a few months back and immediately watched, I think Dylan had 10 or 11 videos at the time, and I immediately in like a day or two watched all his videos. Great, great content. He has the best card room that I've seen on YouTube. Unbelievable that he built himself. And just watching his videos, I'm sure you know many of you who also know of Dylan's channel, the thing that it just I come away with after every one of his videos, no matter how much I love vintage cards, after watching one of Dylan's videos, I love him even more. His enthusiasm and authenticity of how much he loves vintage cards is contagious. So thanks, Dylan, for putting out great content. I look forward to your next one and the one after that. And I look forward to having you on my channel and podcast to do an interview and some other things very soon. Look forward to it. So let me show the cards that I picked up from Dylan. I, uh, I love all Mickey Mantle cards. So not just playing days cards, but I also collect post playing days cards. And some of the more nostalgic ones for me, because I started collecting in the 80s, like a lot of kids. And um, I loved Mickey Mantle growing up, uh, just from hearing about the stories of him from my dad. But I couldn't obviously collect the vintage cards from the 50s and 60s when I was a kid. Didn't have the money, didn't have a way to do it. So what I would try to do is collect the Mantle cards of the day when I was growing up. And one of them, or one of the sets, was the Superstar set. I have a bunch of them, the yellow versions. And this here is a uh, red version. I've never had this one. So this was a, a card that I honestly didn't even know there was a red version. <laughs> I, I knew of the yellow ones and I've collected, I got about five of those, but I saw this red version. It's the second series from 1982. So I believe, uh, I don't know, how many red ones they had, but I love the image. If, if for me, my criteria with a Mickey Mantle card, whether it's playing days or not, if I love the image on it, I'll buy it if I don't have it, as long as it's the right price. And Dylan has a tremendous selection of cards in his store and um, is, is fairly priced. It's just, you know, there's a reason he's been selling cards for, I think it was like it said since, 2002 on there or something like that so you got to check out his his ebay store if you haven't yet i'm going to put a link to it in the notes the uh this one here is 2007 tops opening day card i have a, a black version black bordered version of this card not the opening day one but of the 2007 tops i have that uh, integrated that's psa 10 I love 2007 tops, love the design. I also love 2008 tops. So I wanted a white version and was able to pick it up. Now this one, I'm gonna grade this one because I think it has a great chance of getting a 10. I mean, it's perfectly centered, awesome condition. 
I don't buy a ton of raw cards because uh, you just never know. But another credit to Dylan. All the cards were just tremendous condition too. The raw cards that I bought from him. This one here, 2007 Tops, A Life in Baseball. I love this card. Again, it's per like perfect condition, perfectly centered. And uh, I love, just love the photo, minor league photo of Mantle. Real cool card that I think I'll grade this one too. I might wait a little bit as the grading prices come down even further like I think they will. But I'm definitely going to grade those. And then the last card that I bought was a uh, 2001 it's a um, pinstripe exclusives. I have a bunch of cards from that set. But again, I go for the photo. I love the photo. Love that shot of the Mick getting ready to take a rip. Uh, so I was happy to pick these up. Now, Dylan, because he's such a great guy, when I bought those cards, along with that came, check these out. Just some extras that he put in there. 96 Refractor. I love this set. And this is one of the greatest cards ever, in my opinion. Uh, so this is from 96, the Refractor reprint set they made. And, um, you know, this card, the Mantle Aaron card there. This is the Mantle Boyer card. Still got the coating on it. And then one of my other favorite Mantle cards, the Switch Hitter Connects. 96 Finest Refractor. Love it. Thank you, Dylan. And he didn't stop there. Check this out. I don't have any Project 70 cards, so this is my first one. He included this awesome Project 70 2021 Mantle. Unbelievable art card. I can't thank you enough. Thank you, Dylan. And then, maybe the best card of all, check this out. Double D, 1987 top style card from Double D. Now, Dylan, is that you in the photo? That's unbelievable. <laughs> All right. So, uh, oh, and then Dylan, I hopefully will talk to you soon, but I just made another purchase of a graded card from your eBay store and uh, we'll talk about that one. But uh, when I get it, I'll show another, uh, do another video where I show that card. All right. So what I have pulled up now, if you didn't catch the first video I did on this, about a month ago, I created what I call the Splendid 77 Vintage Sports Card Index. Uh, so I put it together using Card Ladder, and what it is, it's 77 blue chip vintage sports cards in grades that are transacted pretty often. Uh, so I will uh, put a link to where the, the all the cards are listed in the index. But these cards are, like I mentioned, very popular vintage sports cards in grades that are you know not crazy low populations and that transact enough so that they will help give a good indication of how this, not only this index performs, but um, hopefully it will be a decent indicator of the vintage card market overall. Uh, because it's not just baseball, it has 44 baseball cards, 17 basketball, 12 football, and four hockey cards. So 
it's again no index especially with only 77 cards is going to give a complete indicator of how the vintage index is doing or the vintage market is doing but i think the at least the theory behind it is over time by tracking how these really high demand cards that transact as i mentioned on a frequent basis how they perform as far as their prices over time i think it will be a good indicator of the overall market and even it really and at least in my mind this index should probably do even a little better than the overall vintage market i would think over a long period of time because again these are cards that um i'll show you i'll like i said i'll provide a link but uh you know we're, we're talking some of the most iconic and popular vintage cards um, that spans from 1933 to 1981 from four different sports and so just briefly uh I started this index here on June 19th. It officially went up. The total collection value of the 77 cards was $368,113.22. And then a month later on July 19th, that collection was down $3,003.51, less than 1%, 0.82%. And so what I have pulled up here in Card Ladder this is the card ladder 50 index. So it's 50 hand selected cards from them that they believe best represents the card market. And that over that same time period, that index is down 4.59%. And almost across the board, you look at all their different indexes, modern, ultra modern, you name it. Over this period, they're all down, you know, four or 5% right in that range. Whereas you look at vintage, and the index we just looked at, it's down less than 1%. So the vintage market is really holding its own, whereas everything else in sports cards is declining pretty significantly, not just in this 30-day period, but even if you look back 90 days and so forth, we're talking double-digit declines, whereas vintage cards are pretty close to holding their values, maybe down a percent or so, uh, but nothing compared to the other drops that we're seeing. And, you know, I, I, I watch a lot of vintage YouTube channels and, and listen to and uh, podcasts. Uh, so a lot of vintage content, but I also try to listen to not only vintage stuff. Uh, so I'll listen to, you know, Card Ladder, their team. They do a, a show called The Crossover. Um, and it's, you know, it's entertaining. They're funny, I think. But I, I like to get their views on things, too, because they're not vintage people at all. They collect, you know, modern basketball, ultra modern basketball. So they're really removed from the vintage market. And so it's, it's interesting for me to hear their takes because they, they cover this and they talk about how vintage, especially vintage baseball is really the only sector of the whole sports card market that is holding still, whereas everything else is, is declining. And it's interesting to hear people's takes and opinions who don't really know much about vintage cards or, or vintage baseball players at all. Um, so they, I, th I think a lot of them, not just, not just the card ladder team, but a lot of these other shows that are very modern, ultra modern focus, no, no vintage for the most part, other than just commenting that what's going on with vintage? Why is it the only part of the sports card? Card hobby that isn't 
going down in price. And they really, you know, they have a lot of different ideas. But um, for me, what I don't think a lot of them truly understand, which makes sense because they're not collectors of vintage cards and haven't been for a long time, like many have been, is that the vintage card collecting community is the backbone of the hobby. They're the most seasoned collectors, the ones that don't overreact to market conditions. They think long-term. Uh, I'm speaking broadly, but by and large, you know, there's not a lot of vintage collectors that are looking to buy a vintage card and then and, and flip it <laughs> or to sell it in the short term. A lot of vintage collectors buy cards with no intent to sell, to keep for the long term. And so it's a very steady market. And I think, you know, I've heard other shows out there comment that like, hey, vintage is, is the only one that um, is, is holding its value. Uh, when's that going to crash like everything else? And so I, I don't think there's a great understanding of why the vintage card market is holding its values. Uh, it's because really the uh, uh, a market is, is a reflection of the people in it. And so the collectors of vintage cards are very steady, steady in what they want to collect, patient, and, you know, they have a long-term view. So that's why you're not seeing these declines because people aren't panic selling their Willie Mays cards and Stan Musial cards and Clemente cards and you name it. They're holding their cards and, or buying more like me. I've been actually increased my buying over this period uh, where prices are flat or even maybe down a percentage or two. I've been able to get some what I think are some pretty good deals on some vintage cards lately. So those are my thoughts. We'll do this every month. Maybe I'll even have um, you know a guest on in the future for uh, when I do these and we can you know chat about the market. Uh, but not, not much movement in the Splendid Sports Index over this last period, which is a good thing. As everything else is declining, vintage cards are holding their value. All right, so thank you for watching and listening, and I'll be back soon.